Alright guys, welcome to episode 8 of Beef's Beef, also going live right now on Facebook, so check that out for me. Uh, last week we started with uh, a new little segment I'm adding to it, uh, your top 5 favorite things. I put a poll up on my <clears throat> on my podcast page, uh, it actually wasn't even close. Top 5 favorite movies won 79-21%, so um, we're going to do top 5 favorite movies. Uh I'll start with some of my honorable mentions before I even crack into my top five and then get into what we want to talk about today. Um, so my honorable mentions, uh, I know Joey texted me earlier and said if I didn't have Pulp Fiction in my top five, Joey, I don't want to ruin my top five completely, but it's not in there. I'm sorry, it is a great movie, but it's not in there. So honorable mentions, and again, these aren't in any order or anything like that, but uh, He Got Game is in my honorable mention. Step Brothers, Billy Madison, and Happy Gilmore. This is the end, Office Space, and Pursuit of Happiness. So those for me, right there, I mean, I if I could show you, I mean, there's how many movies I wrote down to even have into my top five list. So it was, it was pretty tough for me to pick five. My top two haven't changed since those movies have come out. Um, so, I mean, a lot of people that know me already know what my two favorite movies are, but um, I'll go ahead and give you guys number five. A lot of people that are close to me love this movie also. To me, it's his best movie. Uh, Almost Heroes. One of Chris Farley's last movies, if not his last movie. So many quotes that we use. Uh, so many quotes that we use in my friend group is from this movie. And, uh, so, I mean, if you haven't seen Almost Heroes, it used to be on Netflix. I don't think it is anymore. Go get it. It's a great movie. Him and Matthew Perry try to <clears throat> try to discover the Pacific before um, Lewis and Clark did. So good, so good. So this past weekend, uh, Louisville had a uh, had a pretty big game against. Or I, I normally it's a big game this year. I mean, both teams come into the game unranked. Uh, Indiana is. I mean, they're down. They're in between coaches. I think Archie definitely has them trending him trending in the right direction. Um, I like the way they play. Uh, and finally, I feel like I mean, I'm gonna dive into it even more. But I finally feel like Louisville started to pick up and and how we needed to play. Uh, Louisville did win the game 71-62, which I mean, Vegas does it again. It was a 10 point spread. Uh, it actually started out at eight. Which is, I mean, it's crazy how close that Vegas gets with everything like that. Uh, I, I mean, I thought when the game started, I was like, oh, here we go. I mean, just like we've been playing all season, you know, soft, letting them get to the rim, letting them have open shots. It just looked like the same Louisville team that had been there for a lot of the season against these big-name teams. So, I mean, I, I think as the game went on, we got more comfortable. We got guys in the game that, you know, Played a lot last season. We got Ryan McMahon back, which is a big boost. Which, if you asked me that two years ago when he was redshirting, you wouldn't actually you would never heard me say that because I actually hated that we had him from the beginning. And then he saved our tails against Purdue last season. And you know, I said I was sitting next to Steve at the game, and I said, "Well, I don't think you're going to hear me say any more bad things about that guy." So the the first half, like I said, started out it was it was a bit sketchy. Uh, you know, McMahon, we brought McMahon in early, and he was getting open shots, rimming them out. But I don't know. The demeanor of the team just felt a lot different when he was in there. 
I, I don't know. It, it definitely felt like, as bad as it sounds, someone that was injured actually paid attention. I guess it really doesn't sound bad, but someone that was injured paid attention and actually learned something from while they were injured instead of just being injured and keeping their head down or maybe just cheering for the team. And he actually watched and was like, "Huh, this is open. This is open a lot." I'll, I'll dive into that some more here in just a minute. But I, I really felt like his game lifted the team. Maybe it's just him being out on the court and stuff lifted lifted the team. Um, I thought Q looked better. I don't, I don't. I know his shooting stats. He was four of ten from the field, zero of three from the three point line. But I thought as a point guard, Quinn Snyder did look a lot more comfortable. Uh, he's still nowhere near where we need him to be if we want to make if we want to make it to March and then even make any type of noise in March. Uh, we definitely need him to step up even more and really just play like Q. What we know he can do. Uh, he did have five assists. And he had, but he only had one turnover. That was, uh, that was one thing that I was very happy with with our team. Uh, we actually had more assists than turnovers in this game, which was, I feel like the first time it's happened all season. I know it's not, but I feel like it is the first time it's happened all season. Uh, thirteen assists to twelve turnovers. I know it's thirteen to twelve, but hey, it's a start. So, uh, I was actually looking up stats today because I, I mentioned. Uh, I thought we would be pretty high up there in, in blocks per game as a team. And especially with Mahmoud, I thought Mahmoud would be up there. And, you know, I said Mahmoud was second. He didn't have any blocks in the game this past Saturday. But uh, as a team, we're actually second behind Michigan State. And, I mean, we were under our average. We're, we're averaging eight, eight blocks a game, and Michigan State's averaging 8.3. So, I mean, we block a lot of shots with our length. Um a lot of times that means we're getting beat, which I think that shows. Uh, I mean, if you think back to the national title Kentucky team, they were pretty high up there in blocks. And it really, outside of MKG, they didn't really have that many good perimeter defenders. Because it was it's not really like saying it, but it's its almost like, well, it's okay, I got Anthony Davis. And now it's like, oh, it's okay, I got Honest My Mood and Ray Spaulding. It's so, I don't know, you, you feel like some guys – don't try as hard on the perimeter because they know they can just rotate over and they have a big shot blocker behind them, which isn't always good, especially if you're playing against another big team like we play in Duke later in the season. And, and North Carolina's always got length and Kentucky's always got length. So that's definitely stuff Definitely stuff we definitely need to take care of. I mean, on-ball defense really hasn't been that great, especially with Quinn Snyder. Yeah, you're right, Joey. Darius Miller. Darius Miller, it did slip my mind. I'm sorry. Yeah, Darius Miller is a good point. Darius Miller was also a good uh, – Perimeter defender. I was thinking more of your Deron Lambs and your Marcus Teagues. Marcus Teague and Deron Lamb really were not very good uh, perimeter defenders. Um, so, <clears throat> one of the biggest things that I felt like McMahon brought to brought to our offense when he came in and played the other day was something that I've talked to my cousin about a lot since since the season started. That I really feel like we haven't taken advantage of. He came in the game and played some in the first half. It really felt like he was just trying to get his feet wet and get a shot up, um, you know, get a shot rolling, knock some rust off. But uh, the second half, he was handling the ball and, you know, got the screen and roll. I think the first one was from Honest, and he literally didn't even look at the rim, threw it up, Honest got a dunk. I was like, wow, it's amazing what happens with a pick and roll. It's amazing what happens with a pick and roll when someone actually uses 
what the what the offensive player is doing, the big man's doing, and rolling to the basket. And then the next play, he comes down and d- gets a screen from Ray, does the exact same thing, throws it up, Ray gets a layup, and we're out. That's four points. And that was what I was referencing towards when I said that he was sitting when he was sitting out. I really feel like he saw something that we're not doing that is open in every game that we've played. Because not only does that help one, it gets the big man confidence and scoring at the rim. Two, it opens up the rest of the offense because now you have guys that, okay, now I got to bust it down there. Now you're beating your guy off the, off the pick and you're getting to the rim. So I mean, there's so many things that open up in pick and rolls that we're at one. First of all, we're a bad screening team anyway. If you look at our big men or, or a lot of them, they don't set good screens. They just don't. And the second thing, we don't use screens very well, um, especially against Purdue. I felt like when we were taking the screens, we would take the screens and then stop and let our man catch back up to us. So now you're putting the you're putting your defender right here. So not, you're literally not doing anything. This guy has to hedge none, and your defender's right back on you and gets right back in front of you. So I think that's something with McMahon that he brings. I mean, you always hear the token white guy type stuff. He's a very heady player. He can shoot. He's a great free throw shooter, stuff like that. But, I mean, the intangibles and his, def- his defense has stepped up a whole lot since he's gotten here. Um, we're playing right now against Bryant. I, I mean, I'll talk about this game a little bit here in a little bit. It's 25-17. to 17. And Brian's, Brian's just awful. But uh, just a little pause here in, in the game recap to go back to our movie thing. For those of you that just list, that just started watching, I have, uh, looks like seven people. I've said my number five lit, or my number five on the movies already. Uh, number five was Almost Heroes for people that weren't in here. Chris Farley and Matthew Perry, great movie. Number four, Toy Story. I mean, speaks for itself. It's a classic. Uh I mean, I got Toy Story ornaments. I got a ton, ton of Toy Story stuff. That's Toy Story to me is the greatest trilogy of all time. Even though I think they're going to make an, uh, I think they've said they're going to make a fourth one. I, I don't think there's a trilogy that tops Toy Story right now, though. I know a lot of people are going to call me nuts for it. I don't care. Um, Toy Story is top notch for me, uh, and I'll name my number three, which to me, one of the most underrated movies ever. You never really hear people talk about it, especially. When you ask them about comedies or or anything like that, is the movie Life. I didn't realize how much I mean I under underestimated or underrated it for a long time until I worked at UPS and realized like how many good quotes were in that movie and just how many funny parts are in that movie. Such a such a such a funny and good movie and and just a lot of nostalgia with with how things were back back in that time. But it's it's good if you haven't seen that movie again. If you haven't seen Almost Heroes. I definitely think you need to go go see that. I feel like everybody has seen Toy Story and Life, another fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. Again, I'll say that with all these because the top two, not as many people will they'll recognize maybe one of them, but the other one I don't think they'll really recognize, but it's so good. Um, Trenton says, shot blockers lead to transition buckets. They do in some aspects, especially if you have a shot blocker like a – uh, Bill Russell, who was very good at keeping the ball in bounds when he did it, uh, and yes, they do. But you also got to think though, if you have that guy leading it, uh, it doesn't always lead to transition, lead to transition buckets because you're not always gonna you're gonna have people getting back. So I, I agree in some aspects, but not not all the time. Yeah, Trent, <laughs> only if he keep it in bounds. Daniel says Trenton is dumb. So back to the game. Uh, 
I, I was very, very impressed with Ray Spaulding. Um, I think he listened to my podcast and heard me talk about Deron Davis and how good he is. Even though we did let Deron Davis get above his averages in points and rebounds, um, I thought Ray stepped up. I thought Ray played really well. Uh, one or two from the three point line too. I mean, I don't, I don't mind him shooting maybe one or two a game, but I don't want him to live out there. He's a big man, so. Um, uh, Ray had ten points and fourteen rebounds, and five blocks. So, um, I, not only did I think he was listening to it because I said some other things, but uh, he had five blocks and he had six of his fourteen rebounds were offensive rebounds, which is big because that leads to second chance points and and everything like that. It just it demoralizes the defense when you know you play a whole shot clock worth of defense and then you give up a. a an offensive rebound to a big man, I mean, that kills you. Uh, it kills you as a coach. It kills you as everything, man. So uh, it, it's it's a it's a big thing. Uh, our our bench played a pretty good amount of minutes, but really the only big-time contributor was uh, Malik Williams. I can't lie to you. When, at the beginning of that game when Malik came in, and, uh, I, you know, I've been waiting for Malik to kind of turn it on a little bit, and I just – I'm going to have to – I don't want to say I'm going to have to, to – get used to it but I guess I am going to have to Malik is not really a, a banger he says it's not Malik is more of like a I don't even really know who to compare him to maybe maybe like a I guess maybe like a Dirk he's just not he's not going to bang he's going to be a perimeter shooter he's going to be a weak side uh, uh, defender that you know block shots and he he may he may try to body you up every once in a while, but he's going to be maybe a turnaround jump shot type guy, but not really a. He, he's going to face you up more than he's going to back you down. He doesn't really have the meat, especially now, to do it. He'll put muscle on, but I, I don't know. I just I, I guess I'm just going to have to get over it. But when he hit that first three, uh, I know I looked at my brother that was over here for our Christmas party, and I said, oh. I don't know if it's a good sign or not. I mean, with the way he's been shooting, you think back to the Purdue game. I mean, shooting the ball and it's hitting the other side of the backboard. It's like uh, I don't. I, I sometimes you hate when when shots go in early for somebody like that because you know they're not going to stop shooting them. But we got really lucky. Uh, he hit three big threes in that first half that kept the game close when everybody else was pretty much struggling. Uh, I mean, he went three for four from the from the three point line and from the field and had nine points and four rebounds, so uh, I, I was really happy with it. I felt like that game gave him a lot of confidence, which we're going to need him to have a lot of confidence going into the ACC season, going up against Kentucky. I mean, even though Kentucky's really not playing that well right now, you can never underestimate them because it, with a young team like that, any time they can they can catch on and start doing what they need to do. So. Uh, we we had a Darius Perry played twelve minutes and had zero points, but he did have two assists. So not only was all that with all that stuff going on, but we continued to shoot well from the free throw line, which I, I've referenced it before to some people, and I think I said it on here before. I kind of wonder how much of the free throw shooting, you know, us shooting free throws better is practice not being as hard. But then I also wonder it's like a uh, it's like a what do they call it? A catch twenty two, I guess. It's okay. We're shooting better from the free throw line, but then we're softer almost. Like I, I never really felt like Honest was such was a very aggressive player or anything like that. But like 
they did say before the season that practice was a lot easier and everything like that. So maybe we have our legs for free throws, but you kind of wonder, okay, was is that why we're not looking as good on the defensive end? Is that why we're kind of softer inside? There, there's definitely things that come from it, but I, the second half, I, I really feel like uh, I really feel like things turned around and we kind of looked like the team that I think we could be. Uh, let's see here. So, <clears throat> like I said, we, we shot we shot 42.6% and they shot 40%. Uh, only gave up 62 points. I know I said whenever uh, I was reviewing, recapping the game with Daniel of Purdue, you know, you score – you know, you score sixty something points, you're not gonna meet you're not gonna beat that many division one basketball teams, especially teams like Purdue or something like that. And, you know, we scored seventy one, only gave up sixty two. My I know I got credit for it, but I mean I was still a little bit off. I said we were gonna win seventy six seventy. I thought it was gonna be a little bit closer. Uh, but I'm not gonna argue with the outcome. Uh, and and I love that when I'm saying that our free throw shooting's looking better and I'm kinda giving Q a little bit of a pump up He's shooting at free throw line right now and misses one. So I think think that's funny. I guess what they call the commentators uh, curse or something. But uh, three-point shooting was a big thing in that game. I feel like Indiana coming into the game when I watched them definitely hit three-pointers a lot better. Uh, Our game, they were 5 of 23. Uh, And the thing is, is in the first half, they had a lot of open threes. Compared to the second half, I thought our defense stepped up. I thought we kind of got in their airspace and, and and kept them from having a lot of open shots and stuff. So uh, a lot of them, a lot of them were open shots that they were just missing. Um, so just to recap a little bit of my movies, because I see some more people hopping in here. Uh, today is top five movie day, so drop some movies in the bottom there. I've already named three. Uh, drop your drop your top five favorite movies. If you can't think of five, just name a couple. So. Number five for me was Almost Heroes. Uh, great movie. Chris Farley, Matthew Perry. Number four was Toy Story. Speaks for itself. Greatest trilogy of all time, in my opinion. But number four is just only Toy Story 1. Number three, underrated movie, in my opinion. Very funny. Life. Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, Bernie Mac. Crap ton of people. There's a lot of them. They go to prison for being wrong for, wrongfully accused. Check it out if you haven't seen that one either. So... Uh, with that, I'll go to my uh, I'll go to my number two. Uh, I don't care how many times I watch the movie, it still gets me every time. And I don't like I don't, I don't care. I, I like to me not I like movies that you know make me emotional in whatever way. I think that's really what people are movies are supposed to be anyway. That I don't, but some people just like watching stuff blow up in action movies and stuff. Uh, Got a couple people coming in here, and let's see here. Katie Grum says Hook. Mark says Pulp Fiction. Uh, two solid movies, also. Uh, so, my number two movie. I actually saw it in the movies with my brother and sister-in-law. Uh, yes, Dustin giving it away before I say it, but I don't care how many times I watch it. This is another movie. If you haven't, I, I'd probably say at least two of my movies on my on my list. People will have not heard of or have not seen it. Uh, number two is Rain Over Me with uh, Adam Sandler, Don Cheadle. Just a fantastic movie. You don't really understand what's going on with, with Adam Sandler in a lot of the movie, but it is fantastic. Uh, definitely check it out. It's 
such a good movie. Um, and <clears throat> number number one, I'll name that after I give my beef here in just a second. Uh, so Saturday was uh, was the Heisman Trophy, and I think a lot of you guys had to know that I was going to have to talk about this. Um, I don't know, like it was crazy. I knew Baker Mayfield was going to win. I, I knew he was just because he was already the favorite. He was already the darling to all the Heisman commercials, ESPN, everything like that. He was what Lamar was last year, and then he goes to TCU and just completely picks him apart and obliterates him. And they went, I think it was forty-one to seventeen, and he throws for four touchdowns. I mean, he had it locked up going into Saturday, and. Before it, I was like, well, this isn't going to be that big of a deal. I already know Lamar's not going to win it. But then you see Lamar, and he comes out in his white suit with the bow tie. And you just see Lamar, and I don't know. He's got that swagger, and he's just to me, he's a likable guy. Uh, some people may not feel that way, but I do. Lamar's just a likable guy for me, I guess because I'm a Louisville fan. He doesn't do to me what he does to other people's defenses. But I don't know. And then you see Baker Mayfield get up there, and you see him, like, I don't know. His fake cry, as Dustin said, Lamar was fresher than a peppermint, yes. So, it's, I don't know, I, it sucked, but my beef was with the Heisman voters. And, the, like I said, I already knew, I already knew Baker Mayfield was going to win. But the fact that Lamar Jackson's stats were better than his, his stats were last season, and he finished in third place in the voting... Again, uh, you can say whatever you want. Second is the first loser. If you ain't first, you're last. It's whatever quote you want to use. It doesn't matter. He didn't win. But, I mean, the dude finished 1,600 votes behind the first place person. And he had better stats than that person. And had better stats than he did last season when he won it with 70% of the votes. So, to me, it makes zero sense at all. Uh, The fact that he finished third out of the three that were there. I like Bryce Love. I do. I like him as a person. Uh, it made me like him even more. I, I started liking him about halfway through the season, the first time when I saw him on the Heisman voting. And I don't. He just seems like a really likable guy. He's got a pretty cool backstory and everything like that. A backstory. I make him sound like a superhero, uh, which some games he played like a superhero. But uh, I, I don't know. I like Bryce Love. I still can't stand Baker Mayfield, and I'm not going to change that. I don't. I just. I don't know. I don't like the guy. He's good. He's talented. He. I mean, I guess he deserved it, uh, but no, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't like the guy. So, my number one movie for I got eleven, ten people in here now. It keeps going up and down. Uh, I know I keep recapping them, but <clears throat> my number, I'm gonna go back over my top five that I've already named. Number five, Almost Heroes. Number four, Toy Story. Three is Life. Number two, Rain Over Me. And number one is, see see if anybody can guess this one. I know, I know, um, I know somebody actually, I think Ryan actually said something about it the other day when I was commenting and, you know, asking what I, what I thought I should do for my, uh, my next top five. And uh, let's see. So it's another great movie. I also saw in the movies. Uh, I actually... Three of these five I saw in I saw in the uh, movies, uh, and uh, let's see here we got a question from Matt Talley Baker the next Johnny Manziel. Uh, 
attitude-wise, I think he, I, I wouldn't, I don't know. I think they're kind of alike, but they're also very different. Uh, if you if you look back with Manziel, Manziel had a lot of problem with drugs and a lot of problem with partying. Uh, and he also had questions about his work ethic. You know, you don't have questions about, um, you don't you don't have questions about Baker Mayfield's uh, Baker Mayfield's work ethic and everything like that. Uh, you just have questions about his character with you know running from the cops, uh, getting tackled. By the way, did that cop not make the best tackle we've seen all season? Uh, running from the cops, getting tackled by the cops at the same time. And then you also have him, you know, staking that flag in Ohio State's 50-yard line, which I can't stand Ohio State. But, I mean, if you're supposed to be a high-character senior leader and all this types of Heisman winner when their biggest thing is character and all that stuff, um, you, you don't do that. And and then you have the crotch grab and the yelling the F-U at Kansas, which I still think what Kansas did was classless, but – to me, if you're if you're trying to be this quote unquote great person, you need to step above that type of stuff and and just go out there and do what they did and beat the brakes off of them. So I have a couple people saying they missed the top five movies. I'll go back over them again. I still have a name number one, uh, number number five, Almost Heroes, number four, Toy Story, number three, Life, number two, Rain Over Me, and number one has my favorite actor in it, and just like the last one always gets me every time I watch it is seven pounds seven pounds if you haven't seen that one I know all these movies are older I mean they've been out for I don't I think the newest one's been out at least 10 years um, they I mean they've been out for a while I'm still not going to uh, I'm still not going to give them away or give the plots or anything of the movies away because they're great movies if you haven't seen them go watch them uh, Especially like almost heroes, I, I see so many people that that haven't seen that movie and they they claim to love Chris Farley and it's it's crazy to me because it's like you've not seen almost heroes and you love Chris Farley. It doesn't make sense. I mean, another movie of his that I didn't name that he wasn't a big star in, but was uh, Dirty Work. A lot of people haven't seen Dirty Work either. Dirty Work's a fantastic movie. There's so many movies that I can name on this that like I think about and. Uh, <laughs> Joey, if people really want to watch this movie, Joey, you just ruined it for a lot of people. So, uh, great movies, in my opinion. Again, type movies in there. Comment. I don't. I don't care. You know, just tell me what your favorite movies are. Uh, th- these are a lot of. <clears throat> these are all my favorite movies, obviously. And like I said, I had a I had a big list that I wrote out before I before I, you know, came down to my top five, and I even changed my top five a couple times when I would think of other movies. Um, but, uh, I mean, you guys like this this Facebook Live stuff going along with the podcast? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I got a good response last week, and there seems to be a pretty good amount of... Uh, there seems to be a lot of comments on this one, too. Uh, not a lot of... Not not everybody is, is, you know, giving me movie titles and stuff, but at least, you know, there's comments and there's stuff going back and forth. Um uh, but uh, I am going to continue to do it. I'm actually going to do another uh, top five on Friday. Uh, and I'm not going to go live on Friday, though, but I am going to do another top five, and I'll release that on Friday. Uh, this one will be released tonight also. Uh, 
also, I'm getting used because I had a couple people say it was kind of weird because they didn't get to watch the Facebook Live that uh, they thought it was kind of weird listening to it. So I'm trying to get this is this is all new for me. Uh, you haven't been able to tell. I say um a lot on here too. So I mean, just because it's still new, but I'm getting used to being on Facebook Live and talking at the same time and everything. So bear with me. I'm getting. I feel like I'm getting better. I'm covering more stuff. I mean, my very first episode that I went by myself is, uh, the first time I went by myself, it was like 19 minutes, so I mean, I'm already up over almost 30, so, uh, let's see, we got a couple people saying something in here, uh, we got Matt Talley says, Tommy Boy, Big Daddy, Toy Story, Law Abiding Citizen, No Real Order, those are, those are solid movies too, uh, Felicity... Felicity Grimes says, I did it last year, Mighty Ducks 2, Rookie of the Year, Casper, etc. And they all hold up. Oh, 30 for 30 best movies of my youth, the year you turn 30. And try to watch them through the year. That's, I mean, it is tough. I mean, I think it's like when someone says, well, what's your favorite song? I mean, the thing with music and movies and, and everything really in pop culture that really evokes emotions, it's kind of hard to keep having the same favorite. Actually, movies for me is it's easier to keep the same favorite as it is songs. Songs to me are always going to change because at the time you're always going to be facing a different emotion and music to me touches way more emotions than any anything else. Uh, so keep keep commenting. You know, I'll keep answering back when I can. Uh, I think I'm going to just throw a, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe one random maybe one random day this week or something. I'll I'll, I'll hop on Facebook Live and just do just a kind of like a pardon interruption type thing where uh well I'll throw on Facebook live maybe record it I don't I don't know I, I don't know just to see how it is and and just you guys just throw questions at me and we'll go we'll go like that by the way I, I know I keep saying it uh I've had you know I see Trenton in here I see I've already had Daniel on I already had Joey on and uh see Dustin and, and of course Ryan and if you if you want to come on here uh, I know I say it every episode. If you want to come on here, uh, let me know. I mean, we—if you have a certain topic that you want to bring up, uh, and if it's something I don't know something that much about, I'll either a research it to where I feel like I can talk about it enough, or b kind of look at it enough to where I can ask you questions and just get through it, and and you can get on here. I mean, this is my podcast. Um, but I, I don't know. I want people. I want people to come on and actually debate me and have good arguments and actually, but actually believe their arguments. You know, I don't want anybody coming on here being like Skip Bayless or anything like that. But I mean, I'd love to have people come on here, even if you agree with me. Just more talk is to me getting better information out there and everything is is better for me. So, uh, Joey Seven Seven is a great one. Seven is a good movie. That's a that's an older one. That's a that is a good movie though. Uh, so Friday, be tuning into that one. I'm gonna be recording that one with some guys from my work. Uh, we actually have a uh, we're having a get together after work on Friday, and you know I talked to a couple of them uh, that are Kentucky fans, and obviously you know you see the hat. I'm a Louisville fan. Uh, they're Kentucky fans, so I'm stealing something from my comments. Actually, I'm not stealing it because I asked for people's opinions on what I should do. And my podcast on Friday, I will be releasing who my top five favorite UK players ever are in basketball. Um, so 
be tuned into that one. I'm going to, like I said, release that one. That one will probably be released about 8.30 or 9, somewhere around that time on Friday night. Um, and they're going to, like I said, they're older they're older uh, UK fans, so, but, so they know, they watch players that I didn't get to watch that played for Louisville too. So they're going to name, uh, they're actually, they're going to name their starting lineups if they had to pick players from, Louisville. So I think it's going to be fun. Uh, I'll bring up some of this Bryant game. We're finally starting to pull away here in the first half. Uh, it's not going to be close. Uh, at least it shouldn't be. So, you know, keep liking, keep sharing, and everything like that. I'm going to keep trying to do as many of these things as I can. Uh, and Dustin, that, or uh, Matt Talley, that's kind of surprising to hear somebody say that Cousins is in their top five as one of their favorite Kentucky players. So, as a Louisville fan, because you just think back to the Swapshire ordeal and everything like that. So, uh, I'm going to I'm going to keep recording these. I'm going to keep trying to drop two a day or two a week. Uh, I mean, if you guys want me to drop more, I'll try to do more. I just don't, I don't want to I don't want to keep flooding the market with stuff, and especially if I feel like it's going to be like a like Pastor Troy did with his albums, where he just kept dropping like four albums a year, and it was they were all like mediocre at best. So I'd rather do two a week, but. If you guys think that there's enough stuff going on or even if something happens in the middle of the week that, hey, you know, I have a special podcast just dedicated to that, then I'll do that. So, you know, shoot me shoot me messages, shoot me texts if you have my number. Uh, tell me what, what you want to come on and talk about. And like I said, I'll do my research and everything. So keep liking, keep sharing. Uh, I see some of you guys on here saying that you probably didn't have sound. You probably clicked it on just looked at the video on my Facebook page, my Facebook page, instead of the actual podcast page. So next time, I don't know, I'll try to put that stuff out there before. So keep liking, keep following, keep sharing. Thank you guys for uh, uh, just the support and everything. I mean, I got up to 14 viewers today, so I'm going to keep doing this. You guys have a good one. Have a good rest of your Monday night. Later.